Hello, my name is Lloyd and welcome to this journey through the book of Acts. We're in chapter 9, verses 26 to 23, where we look at Saul in Jerusalem. So it says, And when he had come to Jerusalem, this is Saul, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was in fact a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them, how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace, and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. So we saw Saul previously last week hounded out of Damascus for preaching Jesus and his former Jewish colleagues, the religious elite, the, the Pharisees and the synagogues of Damascus reject him and his friends cautiously led him out through the wall in a basket, the church in Damascus. And he goes to Jerusalem. But will the early church accept him? After all, he was a murderer so recently. He was a hater of the church. What now of this calling that Jesus has on Saul's life? And it says when he came to Jerusalem, he tried. He attempted to join the disciples and they were afraid of him. They didn't believe that he was in fact a disciple. He faces hatred from his former religious colleagues, the Pharisees. The establishment but he also faces fear from the church and how do we break this impasse no one wants him he's he's unwanted both sides are pushing away those he persecuted are rightly suspicious of his motives those who he walked away from are angry once again at his motives he's the one who's been training up all these disciples to hate the church and he's just become part of the church his only hope is this despised, weak, humble, broken, scattered people of God, the church, the very people he was attempting to crush in his former life. And we will see that anger is harder to overcome than fear. So come to the rescue, Barnabas. And what would we do without people like Barnabas in our churches? People who will trust our motives, who will see God's hand upon us and see through all the suspicion that others get, get stopped at. So it says that Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road that he had seen the Lord who had spoken to him and how on Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So Barnabas vouched for this character, Saul. No one else knew him. No one else knew his story. They, knew, they just knew the previous life that he had lived. And God sends this gentle encourager, one who trusted and recognized God's work in, in Saul's life, when others would not, when others could not, before anyone even would, Barnabas goes, steps up and vouches for Saul. This is very similar to what Jesus does in our lives. When Before we turn to him, he comes and dies for us and forgives us. And others may doubt our motives and our, and our calling and, and the, the genuineness of our, of our faith. But Jesus has seen what's in our hearts. So 
Jerusalem was where Saul's reputation was particularly bad. So remember, this is where, he had, where Stephen had been killed and where he had been a prominent figure in the Jewish establishment. So you can understand why these Jewish Christians, these apostles, are a bit doubtful about who this character Saul is. And Barnabas, a little bit like Ananias in the, early, in the earlier part of chapter 9, vouches for this formerly murderous Saul and brings him into the fold. And then he has freedom. It says he went in and out among them in Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. It's amazing how Barnabas's intervention and help gives him the freedom of the city and he's now able to preach and he's now considered one of the believers. He's considered to be part of the church family. So he gains entry to the church who accept him and allow him room to minister where he seems to overtake them and goes ahead of them in his zeal and his passion for the gospel because he knows where he's come from. He knows how distant, how far away from God is. God he was in his former life and he knows how much these the Jewish establishment needs the gospel so he's so passionate and once again he's threatened with death <clears throat> so let's just pause and consider what will happen if there had been no Barnabas to bring Saul into the early church and vouch for him what a loss for the early church if suspicion and cynicism had overcome trust in what Jesus was doing. If the work of Jesus hadn't been recognized by Barnabas, what would have happened? Think of all those epistles not written, all those churches not planted. Any committee would have voted against Saul. We can guarantee that with what he had previously been like. And that is why democracy doesn't work in, in the church. Here, the Holy Spirit would have to guide the apostles in what they need to do. And we see how Saul is admitted into church membership, something that he longs for. But in, importantly, it's something that the church needs, it's, it's both ways. The church needs to welcome Saul in, as well as Saul desiring to be part of the church. And that's really important for local churches today, that members need, need to desire to be part of a local church, but also the local church welcomes them in and makes them part of the family and gets to know them and... and, and begins to disciple them um, we must welcome those who've repented of their former lives former sinners into the family of God we must have a category amongst us to to welcome people in that they have equal status before God as soon as they've crossed the line of faith and they belong to Jesus and their sins are washed away so eventually Saul is sent away because his ministry becomes very prominent his zeal is he's very passionate and they send him away to Tarsus. Um, and it says here that the state of the church was good. The church throughout all Judea, Galilee and Samaria had peace and was built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the church multiplied. Often when Christians are growing, when they're maturing, if the church is healthy, then it's very attractive to people looking in. A church that's dying or is, is, is fractious and divided and there's arguments, that will just drive people away. But a church that's growing where those within the church, individuals are stewarding their faith, seeking God and discovering who He is together, praying for one another, loving each other, getting to know each other, serving one another, that sort of a community will multiply because people will be drawn 
to the love and the loving community that they find. A healthy church, a healthy church that has a healthy fear of God draws people into God. And that's, and that's how you can tell the difference between a healthy fear and a bad fear. A, a bad fear makes you flee from God. A, a healthy fear makes you run towards Him. A bad fear makes you flee. So, is your church welcoming to those outside who've repented? Do you feel welcome in your church? Do you feel like people are, are interested in you? They want to know you, that you're loved and accepted. Do you want to be part of the church? So Lord, I just pray for just your hand upon those who, who've, who've come to know Jesus like Saul and are looking for a church family. I just pray that you'd lead them to find a local church where they can really be part of the family. They can find their tribe. They can find a people into which they belong. In the name of Jesus, amen.